Welcome to Divine Throughline. I'm Srimati, sometimes known as Julie Pyatt, and I'm here to share with you musings and perspectives on what it really truly means to live a life divine. Thank you so much for joining me. This week on episode 111, I welcome the amazing Sadie Adams from Take Care Body. Um, she is an amazing, subtly aware, radiant woman who has studied the body in a very unique way. Um, she has a, a very developed history with Ayurveda. Um, she was assisting Dr. Ladd at a very young age, um, living in New Mexico. And then she also studied with another teacher of hers, who healed herself from polio. And Sadie is subtle and very unique and very beautiful and radiant. And it's wonderful that she's holding the space to teach us and show us how to embody a new way of being fully in beauty in uh, a natural state, yet accessing energies and qualities that are beyond anything that we've ever imagined. So. I was super excited to welcome her on the show. I don't do that many interviews on Divine Throughline. Uh, Sadie has been a resource for me, a support for me, and I am exploring her approach to beauty as I am well into my 50s now and care very much about my skin, about uh, being the healthiest that I can be, having my skin being as radiant as it can be, and uh, fully embodying my divine body as a temple, as a beautiful uh, vehicle for my spirit. So um, I really hope you enjoy the episode as much as we did recording it. Um, I don't think this is the last you're going to hear from Sadie. I do want to mention that if you are in the LA or New York areas, you can um, go to takecarebody.com and schedule a facial, a treatment. Um, there's a few different types and any work with Sadie is, is really, really beneficial and uh, mind expanding. It's not only delicious for your skin and not only do you look radiant and beautiful, it also relaxes your uh, parasympathetic system. I really feel as if I've had a four hour massage after going in and having a 60 to 90 minute treatment. I did want to mention specifically in the episode, we're going to talk about something called the warrior facial, which is a self-care facial that Sadie developed. And it's quite intricate. There are many, many layers to it. Um, I think this is going to be groundbreaking and something that is so useful for all of us because we can spend a lot of money on creams or even on facial treatments and most of the standard things that are available out there are temporary um, band-aids. They kind of make it look better for a, a finite time, and then you're back to the energetic resonance in which you are vibrating. So this warrior facial that Sadie has created is a way for us to interact with the energetic quality of our being, which will affect everything in our life, as well as the way that our face looks. Um, the youth, the radiance, and the vibrancy that's coming from beneath the skin um, and into the being. 
So here she has, um, if you go to takecarebody.com backslash events, you will see that she has uh, two in-person events, April 8th and April 15th, where you can go and learn from her in person. She's also going to be doing one online uh, via Zoom streaming, and that will be May 20th, 2018. So go there, check it out. If you're in the area, I can't recommend Sadie enough and her team. She works with an amazing young man named Alejandro. I had a treatment with him last week, and he is uh, amazing, beautiful, beautiful being, very, very tuned in and, and very great at, uh, at you know, self-care and, and giving these treatments. In addition, Tess, Sadie's sister, who lives in New York and, and now is living sometimes also in L.A., I think she's bi-coastal, uh, she is also an extraordinary esthetician. So the three of them are quite a team, and um, if you're lucky, you'll get to experience um, the amazing energy of, of every one of them. So um, let's see. Uh, I... Dropped the first video trailer for the Plant Powerway Italia yesterday on Instagram. I want to thank everybody for the overwhelming love and uh, hilarious comments and sort of community in us uh, having a little fun. Rich and I did this comedic comedic uh, take on uh, on a book trailer, and it's the first version. We actually have three versions to share with you, and we'll be rolling those out over the next two weeks. Um, but anyway, thanks for laughing with us and for uh, just having a good time. We're very excited about the new book, very happy to be able to share in this way. And the book's extraordinary. I had a physical copy in my hands yesterday. And uh, it's a just beautiful follow-up to The Plant Power Way, truly a coffee table book. And um, the photographs that the amazing Leah Morasevich, my assistant and photographer, took are, are even more beautiful in the book than it was um, you know, on the e-file that we saw. So I'm very proud, very proud to share my recipes, my creative expression. This is real food. It's really, really... Um, it's quite formidable and it's really an homage to Italian cuisine, celebrates all the best of Italian cuisine using completely plant-based ingredients. So once again, there are few things that I love more than the Italian countryside. And I always say that the minute I arrive in Italy, you know, I can be picking up my rental car and I want to, you know, lean over the desk and kiss the rental car attendant. So the love of Italians that's in the culture that comes out just naturally, uh, the people that you meet on the street, and of course, the most extraordinary food on the planet. These are all things that are very dear to my heart. And um, I share this book with the utmost respect, with the gratitude uh, for this amazing um, lineage of food that has been passed down over the ages. And uh, I'm happy to... Uh, sort of flip it or evolve it and allow this new 2.0 version of Italian cuisine to be presented in the book. I hope you guys pick it up, pre-order a copy, and get in on our free giveaway. Uh, we're giving away one free spot to join us in Italy. The retreat is coming up soon, and I'm very excited. It's such a dear, dear, dear part of our life. So fingers crossed. I hope you win. I hope it's you. Um, but even if you don't win, 
only one person can win. So even if you don't win, the book really invites you in to share this retreat experience with us, to join us in tea ceremony, to practice yoga with us, to eat with us, to sing and play music, and to learn to love yourself as the most beloved relationship of your life. This is over 125 recipes of awesome food. So anyway, thank you for the support. Thanks for the love. Thanks for the community and the friendship that you guys extend to me. And uh, I'm just honored and blessed. So I'm going to play a part of an original song of Sadie's. I hope you enjoy it. And um, we talk about it in the episode that she's also a musician. She was in a band when she was in high school. Uh, But anyway, I hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, I love talking to Sadie. And uh, there'll be more to come on this subject of natural beauty. Sort of it's a... New Beauty 2.0, and um, uh, it's going to be an amazing experience for all of us. There are amazing energies that are here for us now to create and expand and explore with. So let's keep uh, refining our energy. Let's keep reminding ourselves of our divinity, and let's all step into the best, most authentic, multidimensional version of ourselves that we could ever dream of. So um, until next week, I'm sending you and your loved ones so much grace and so much love and blessings. And may we all be surrounded and wrapped in blankets of divine frequency and um, soften our experience with the things in life that have sharp edges. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Namaste. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast this week. Uh, I feel so blessed to be able to share with you across this medium. And I have a super exciting guest in the podcast studio with me at Jai. We're actually hanging out in the meditation room. And uh, I'm just thrilled to welcome Sadie Adams to the show. And we're going to dive into all kinds of subjects, but uh, focused around beauty and what beauty means for us today. Uh, in sort of the beauty 2.0, how do we experience beauty in our body, heart, and spirit and fully step into our body glove and really expand and experience all that we came here to co-create and share with our fellow brothers and sisters, our animals, and our beloved Mother Earth. But before I get into uh, the conversation with Sadie, I just want to take a minute and thank everyone For your continued support, my beloved Patreon tribe who donate every single month that help make this possible and support me in all of my offerings and expressions. Thank you so much, you guys. I so appreciate you. You bless me. And also thanks to everybody who has donated via PayPal. I greatly, greatly appreciate the support. And um, anyway, uh, it's a glorious rainy day at Jai House. We're experiencing some lovely moisture in California, and it's really gorgeous to see the fog hanging around the mountains and just feel the, the moisture and the wetness in the air. It's, it's a treat for us. So, um, so that's really, really cool. And I don't normally do um, interview-type formats on my show, 
but um, I wanted to welcome Sadie and just share a little bit about our collaboration, our relationship. I did share a lot of what she's doing um, at the end of last year through her salons, Take Care Body Mind in New York and also LA. Um, so anyway, Sadie, welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so um, uh, I just love my my friendship with you and getting to know you. I think that we're definitely kindred spirits and we share a love of Ayurveda. And also, you just really touched me when I felt into your energy and saw what you were cultivating and what you were exploring through your connection with beauty and offering beauty to your clients and to the people that come to you for learning. But with you, it's so much more like it's not about a cream or a treatment. It's really about um, this exploration into the body as sacred and how these energies work and, and, and how the miracles of them. And also I think how we can, um, cultivate our subtle connection to them and uh, learn to turn on those kind of senses and abilities uh, that are natural to all of us, but in this world of so much external um, stimulus that's coming at us all the time. Some of us uh, haven't really been skilled or been in situations where we can really cultivate the subtle feeling, these more um, refined energies, cosmic energies, or I would just say subtle. And I, I find you to be extremely tapped in and also beautifully and divinely subtle in many ways. And I haven't wanted to miss that. So in a friend, you have me, um, you know, I'm in observation and always watching you um, in awe, in wonder, um, to really um, just see you as you are in your divine design. And so I want to talk about a lot of stuff with you, but I just want to talk to you about, you know, what is beauty for you and, and, and tell me a little bit about Take Care Body Mind and how it came to be and, and what, are, what were the lineages that you studied with. And, and you can, it doesn't matter, it doesn't have to be in order, but um, share with us a little bit about your experience. <laughs> Thank you. As you're speaking, I feel the beauty as empowerment. So the way that Ayurveda invites us back into our own observations of nature, of the elements within and without. Um, beauty gives us an opportunity to relate to ourselves and to the world around us. I tend to come within when I'm working and feel the situation through my body so that my body expresses to me what to say. Mm -hmm. And um, that feels beautiful, that connection. So the body as a antenna, as a, as a space suit. Um, and that we all have them. <laughs> we all have our own individual spacesuits. <laughs> and we yeah. grew them. Mm. So this sentiment that we grew ourselves in this environment. So the same thinking our mothers grew us 
or we came from the earth, there's a way in which there was a choice and there is a choice to continue to be in our bodies. Mm -hmm. So every moment we're making that choice. Um, and how we self-express from where, from where are we speaking? Where's um, an opportunity to radiate from a place of support and the knowing that we grew ourselves and that we can continue to become. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. I love that. I've never really, um, I've never really heard it expressed that way that we grew ourselves, you know, that we, <laughs> you're just spontaneously, you're spontaneously in the moment. She's like giggling now going like, I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> but you know, that is really interesting enough, like in the retreats that I'm teaching right now, my retreat that I'm teaching currently is called beloved. And the reason it's called beloved is it's about cultivating this deep connection with yourself as your primary relationship. And so that links back to what you just said. We grew ourselves. Like this is a co-creative experience, our life. Mm. You know, each individual life is completely unique, completely divine, completely miraculous. And there is something super empowering about stepping into that. You know, we grew ourselves. We had um, a part in the fact that we are alive in a body right now, that we are, you know, in this spacesuit or highly... Um, uh, multi-dimensional instrument is really the word and the sort of expression that I'm using to really regard the body. Like even when I'm in the, on the mat in yoga practice, when I'm doing whatever I'm doing, I've turned on this awareness that this is my highly tuned instrument or miraculous instrument that I can tune, that I can refine. And so talk to me a little bit about how you know, how did you come in to take care of body mind and what is it like when I come to you for a facial, um, I have this amazing experience and my skin looks amazing. And it's so much more than that because I leave you feeling as if I've had a four hour massage. Like it, it affects me on all this parasympathetic layers so it, it really is this holistic refinement. And, and one of the words that you've been talking to me about since I met you is the word repatterning. And so talk to me a little bit about the facials and what is the repatterning experience within that format. We're speaking about embodiment and meeting ourselves where we are and being present with each other allowing each other our process so that we can discover what's underneath the surface. So repatterning would require a certain amount of space and non-judgment to be able to feel the subtleties of how we're being informed in any given moment or circumstance. So asking of my lineage, one of my teachers is named Bonnie Bainbridge-Cohen. And as I was traveling here today, I was speaking about what I've learned from her and also Dr. Vasant Ladd in healing work that although we're becoming more and more educated along the lineage, that it's really the presence one brings 
that carries the medicine or allows the person to feel the medicine Buddha or the medicine that's inside of them. Mm -hmm. So if we choose to do that in a facial, a meditation or movement session or a conversation, it's the presence that we're able to bring that allows the potency to open. That's beautiful. So beautiful. But it's this um, sort of expansion on, you know, I know I, I developed a cyst in my neck in 2007 and uh, I went and through the normal Western channels and I was advised to get this intensive surgery and have the cyst removed. And that was my entry point into Ayurveda because I had always been a thin person. Um, you know, I never really had a diet. I could eat whatever I want. So it wasn't for physical outward appearances. Also, my family is, um, my birth family's completely free of any food addiction or we just, that just wasn't our thing. It just simply wasn't up for us. Um, and when I developed this system, my neck, I, I called it this amazing gift because it wasn't malignant. It was not malignant. Um, of course I was warned that it, it could be, you know, it was like that fear, you know, like you need to cut it out now because this could kill you. And for some reason I just had this in my specific case, in my very unique instance, I felt that it was an invitation for me to discover Ayurveda, to experience food as medicine, to explore my body. And I felt that I had been given a gift because it wasn't stage four cancer. It was a little gent more gentle. Mm -hmm. It was quite ugly and very visible and you could see it in the front of my throat, but it, I had some time to play with it. And so the message for me was don't waste this opportunity. This is key. And that was of course years before I even started creating food or ever thought I was going to be a wellness advocate mm -hmm. or have this podcast or be writing books. But the, one of the most beautiful things about Ayurveda that was imparted to me through the process was that in Ayurveda, the whole focus is supporting the body into balance or into its ultimate state. And then the body heals itself. So the perspective wasn't that the medicine was the herbs you were, even the mm. herbs you were taking. It was actually the fact that the body is so divine that it has all the technology and all the information that it needs. And so really Ayurveda is about providing the space so that the body may heal itself. Mm. And that's what you so beautifully just shared. I just finished seven days of Panchakarma at Surya Spa in Jan I did it in January with Marta Sofer and um, it was it was just forget like the herbs or forget anything else you do, but just to enter into that level of body care on a daily basis for seven days, which included like luxurious hot oil massages and and various treatments and um, you know, medicated enemas and, you know, a special diet and all these type of things. But um, just loving the body that much, I think even that goes a tremendous way. And one of the things that, um, that I was sharing at my beloved retreat in Miami was that, um, you know, we engage in this self-talk from the moment we wake up in the morning or the, you know, think back to your earliest memory and, Almost all of us have had this patterning of talking to our spacesuit, our, our divine instrument in this way that 
is this dialogue of, um, you're okay, but I wish you were a little taller. Um, your blonde curly hair, it's kind of pretty, but I really prefer dark hair or, you know, I wish I had brown eyes instead of blue eyes. I wish I would. It's always this other focus of, of where you are right now, not being received, not being honored, not being, um, it's even a counter, it's a counter, uh, discussion that goes on unconsciously Mm -hmm. That is basically undermining this deep connection with your ultimate divine instrument. Yeah, there. One of the um, ancient lineages that Ayurveda accepts is spiritual practice. Um, Buddhism, actually, Dr. Ladd added a seventh, I think, and it it allows us to open this conversation as part of the medical system. Where are we at in terms of how we're interfacing with what we've been given? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, if you just, just in very, very simple terms, if you just look at, you know, energy and thoughts are things and, you know, your actions, you know, every thought, every action, you know, has a, an effect in some way. And so just changing this whole focus back into ourselves with really waking up that connection to this miracle of life that we're all sitting inside our own unique, you know, you know, refined instrument or highly, highly miraculous instrument. You know, like we don't even, we can't even explain all the inner workings of the body and how it works. And so the opportunity to refine that connection with self is, is a great one. And that's why when I met you and I actually was introduced to you by two beautiful, three beautiful, four beautiful beings, this amazing family, Aaron uh, McGowan and, and Bobby Bailey, who just, um, co-created actually Aaron birthed the baby Olive she's magnificent but Bobby is the daddy and then her other son Bear um, just uh, lights on the planet like they walk in and their exuberance and their inner joy is infectious mm-hmm. and they're always laughing and the funniest thing was they were here when Aaron was pregnant and and uh, the first image that I had that I saw on social of the baby uh, Olive was cracking up and it was no, it was no surprise because that's all Bobby and Aaron ever do. I mean, when they come in, we're just one big ball <laughs> of laughter and they're so beautiful. So Aaron had actually brought, um, the, the machine technology, which I'm going to ask you to talk about now. Um, but she had brought it here and, and just early on years ago, she just kept saying, Srimati, like you have to meet Sadie, you have to meet Sadie, you have to meet Sadie. And for some reason, our lives didn't bring us together. And then Cat Beauty um, actually hosted me for my book release for this Cheese is Nuts. And Aaron and Bobby had come here in LA and I had um, served them a whole cheese spread. And they gifted me a session with Tess, your sister in New York. And it was just the most, it was so nourishing for me. First of all, I was so burnt out and had output so much energy promoting the book. But to be able to experience that and your space in New York is really cool and Tess was amazing. And I felt that parasympathetic healing that was under the surface. And it was after that session with her that I was like, I have to find Sadie. I have to find her. And when I 
when I met you and, and experienced your being and your beauty, your inner beauty, your inner radiance, and I was like, I want, I want to experience that kind of beauty in my life. And as I'm aging, I'm, I don't even want to use the word aging, I'm expanding into multi-dimensions, you know, but I am going to be 56 years old this year, which is just so shocking, people. I mean, how does that happen? I just don't even know. Um, I feel like I'm in my 20s, maybe not 20s, but... Um, and so I've had just an amazing experience with you working with this technology. So can you share with the listeners... Um, what it is? How did you find this machine? Who trained you? Where did it come from? What is the technology, and, and what is it? Yeah, and I'd also like to speak with our to speak to the preferences that we have in terms of our um, how we're seeing ourselves, and that in, this facial included continues to invite us back to neutrality and growing ourselves and loving what is and and becoming and creating our reality instead of being influenced by the media or having a choice around that. So creating space or ritual um, to see what the choices are in terms of participation and perception. And I was a body worker before I was working with the face and um, was invited to work with facials through a woman named Mary Lee Sunwin who was looking for someone to develop a training program for estheticians, an acupuncturist and a very talented body worker in New York City. And at the time I was running a yoga school on the Upper West Side of Manhattan called Rasa Yoga and these are people that had graduated from the Ayurvedic Institute and were, were in that conversation. And so um, it was a beautiful place to cultivate my clients in New York as a young woman. And I came to know Mary Lisa's daughter, Antonia, in the teacher training program that I helped develop there. And she would come to my classes and told her mother about my approach and it appealed to them so they told me about this technology called microcurrent and basically kind of introduced me and allowed me to experiment and see what I felt and communicate that to estheticians so um, it was a journey to really it, it took many years for me to really, de- already was teaching <laughs> estheticians before I really understood the depth of microcurrent. So it took me years of observation of the application and interface with very many people to understand what was possible. And as you were mentioning with the Ayurveda that we're creating a space for the body to heal itself. And last night in our meditation circle, we were speaking about uh, this very thing about being able to create enough choice and space so that we can really activate what it is we're visioning. And 
heal. So what is it that's going to flood the environment with the support to activate what it is we're visioning or intentioning and intentionalizing? So microcurrent in the technology itself brings a chemical reaction that increases the energy that the subcellular structures need to function by quite a bit. So it's like a bath of support. And energetically what's going on in the facials is we're able to template possibility based on the client's intention. So the technology is working with the physical body and as we were discussing last night to kind of get behind the tone or underneath the tone of a functionality in the body so that the cells can become aware of themselves in a different way. <laughs> I love that. I mean, so that the cells can become aware of themselves in another way. And I mean, that's like a, a self-realization concept. Mm -hmm. It's like consciousness, so that consciousness can become aware of itself in another way. Yeah, increasing perspectives. Increasing the perspectives. And so what you're doing is you're providing the space for the body to realize itself, probably at levels that our mind couldn't even really fathom. Uh, absolutely. And this is your question about repatterning, so that that's where the choicefulness comes in. So once we have that space and we get under it or behind it or shift the perspective and ideally like a 360 degree perspective, um, then we get to choose. So whether that's something as simple as redirecting a flow of information through muscle spindles or supporting lymph, directionalizing towards the lymph nodes, um, we have all sorts of choices when we're working with the various layers of tissue in the body. Um, so it's an adventure in there. <laughs> <laughs> and so just to sort of distill it down and make it clear, when I come to you and I'm on your table, what is your intent? Because we don't really have this conversation necessarily with each other. You're just like lay down and I go into another dimension. But Tell me what is the intentionality. I mean, what you what uh, what my experience is is that you will do a quadrant of my face, and and let me be clear with people: there, Sadie's facial. It's not like any facial that you've had. So there's no extractions. There's no steaming. There's no uh, mask. There's there's really not. It's not really product focused. It's energy focused. And what what you've shared with me is that. The more we do it, the more the patterning finds its groove and the face actually uh, returns to optimum state or optimum tone much quicker. So can you talk a little bit about that, a little bit about that? With the application of the microcurrent, it's giving an opportunity for the, the tissues to relate to the central nervous system in a deeper way through the proprioceptive cells in the muscle, specifically the Golgi tendon organs, which are cells that are in the area of the muscle that are between the bone and the tendon. 
in the muscle body, the muscle spindles. So there's a re-education possible and a deeper relationship within the organism, like a feedback. Um, so we're bringing in support, increasing choice, spaciousness, and ground, groundedness, the connection into the nervous system. And there's aspects of the application of microcurrent that are very soothing to the nervous system. So oftentimes the client will fall asleep even if they are self-professed not to sleep during the day or in front of people, certainly, um, that there's a way in which it allows us to drop under the tone. Yeah, I remember the last session that I had with you last week. I literally went somewhere else and then I pulled myself back and I announced to you that I was back. I was like, okay, I'm back. <laughs> and then I dropped out like two or three more times, but I was seriously like, it's so, it's such a whole experience energetically. Yeah. And so sweet. it's crazy. And to watch, uh, to be able to have the great honor of watching, um, observing and witnessing clients in that process of going inside and there's a peace that comes forward in the face that the, the body is looking to express this equanimity and mm. um, neutrality and innocence of youth. Mm. Um, so I oftentimes will see this coming forward in a real tangible, visual way. It's so beautiful. And then the client sees it too and is able to integrate that through the, through the days following. So, mm -hmm. And one of the directions that you kind of give during it, you know, like as you see the, the face expressing what it wants to, you'll give me a clue like, okay, take a moment and let's, you know, feel into that and allow it to register. I think you've said something like that to me, allow that to register, you know, so you're, it's almost like you're reprogramming mm -hmm. the, the consciousness. Is that, is that right? Yeah. Like in the group sessions in my home with the meditation, we will call out if the mind of the room changes and use the embodiment techniques that I learned through body mind centering to help guide the client in allowing their fluids to inform the nervous system. Mm -hmm. So we usually work with the same side of the brain that we're working on so that there's that direct uh, information helps the flow. It helps the information to integrate okay. into the, the, the whole body. So, okay. Okay. so that it lands more and it integrates into their lives. Basically. And so working with the microcurrent machine, um, if you're lucky enough to be in LA or New York where you can work with Sadie, or you happen to know somebody else that has a machine and, and in works this way, what is the progression and, and how, like how many sessions until you see a shift and, and what is needed for maintenance after you've experienced a certain level of communication that's being expressed in the face? Yeah, I'm currently being interviewed by a few magazines on this exact exact question, and the fun of it is to continue to invite the people into this Ayurvedic state of mind for whom, when. Right, for whom and, and when. And um, also that I see a shift in 
the consciousness and tissue the first time, 100% of the time. Wow. And whether or not the client is able to perceive that, um, that's also part of the process is being able to teach that level of sensitivity and observation. Um, and the client has their own experience. And sometimes it's different than my experience and sometimes even in the opposite way wherein the client will feel like it's really, really landing and I wasn't necessarily having that experience. So we all have that. And there's generally a shared experience of process. Um, so when we're looking into, well, what is the process of it? Sometimes the experience of being together can shift something in the body that, that doesn't require another meeting ever. <laughs> right. Um, so many times I'll meet someone and they don't live in the area or they don't live in the country and it's still a very potent experience. That said, if we're looking to repattern the face or wean off of fillers or avoid facial surgery and there's an intention that the client's holding for a certain kind of aesthetic, then we would work more directly um, towards that intention. So I don't have an intention more than being present and sharing what's relevant of my experience with that client. So... The technology was developed for pathology and the application of the technology is generally gains momentum the more one comes in the beginning and then tapers off as the, the momentum builds and it, that feels clear for the client. So usually if the client's not um, understanding how that would fit into their lives in, during the first treatment, usually by the third or fourth treatment, it becomes clear, and they choose how often they want to come, mm -hmm. when it would be supportive, and everybody is so different, so depends on the health of the body globally, and lifestyle, and perception, and whether or not that client's really already radiating mm -hmm. from a place of loving oneself. And there's a contrast there. If they're not, that the, the microcurrent tends to give a contrast because it takes the edge off of that self-judgment. When you look in the mirror, it's not so much taking, oh, the eye and then the cheek and then this, that the face integrates in a different way. So they're not so much looking and picking themselves apart. And it gives freedom to some of those energy dynamics that are tied up in self-criticism mm -hmm. so there's something that that lightens and enlivens and enlightens the the functionality and the relationships with mm -hmm. the client mm -hmm. as they go go out into their lives um so generally there's really something there whether or not they can say what it is that it um, seems to nourish people and oftentimes people will come in for sessions that aren't necessarily about the aesthetic. Interesting. It's it's such a whole body experience or whole body, mind, heart mm -hmm. experience, spirit experience. Mm -hmm. um, and I am, we are super lucky and honored that you're going to be joining us for our Miami dates for the next beloved retreat at the Sacred Space. And so the one thing, we tried to get Sadie there this time, but just the planets didn't quite align in, in time for that. But 
So the dates are November 11th through the, I'm drawing a blank. No, November 8th through the 11th, I think. Um, so it's on my site at srimati.com and you can go to the Conscious City Guide page as well. ConsciousCityGuide.com backslash The Beloved Retreat. Sadie's going to be with me and she's going to actually um, teach a workshop um, what I want you to talk about next is this warrior facial. So Sadie's going to have machine there, at least one machine. And so she'll be doing private sessions for any of you guys that come and then want to book uh, a private session with her. But in addition, um, she has developed this technology, um, which you're calling the warrior facial, which is a self-care uh, facial that we all can do no matter where you are in the world. And so Sadie, tell us a little bit about that and how you came to that. From accounts of uh, warriors that would work with self-care during the times of war and that impression stuck with me so much so that I noticed as I began interfacing with more and more estheticians in terms of teaching that I was recalling the transmission from that image and then became interested in a conversation outside of war. So warriors need war. So as we tend to want to meet the tone rather than entrain into it or stick our heads in the sand, that that's a developmental aspect moving in the right direction of meeting the tone of a thing. Mm -hmm. That said, we can take it a step further to realize peace. And I'm choosing to hold that conversation about realizing peace through self-care in a very specific way. Beautiful. So in essence, we are warriors for peace through this process. We are warriors looking to transcend being warriors. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. And so um, we're going to do, can you just show me just like, can we do like a little quick demo, even though people can't see, we'll share this as the Instagram post actually for this episode. Um, but can you lead me through just a little segment of it? And then we'll talk about the link um, you're going to do this on a platform, right? Like yes. on Zoom or something. Yes, this so, is already happening okay. on a platform. Great. Um, and we can connect you with that. So if you're interested after you see some of this, then you can um, sign up and participate in the workshop no matter where you are in the world. And you can learn how to do this self-care warrior facial um, with the intention of being a warrior who transcends war yeah. <laughs> into beauty expressed in your face. And real peace. And peace. And so does this also address like jaw and this type of tension and stuff mm -hmm. like that that's in the face? Okay. So. Yeah. Um, and we can start with um, humming into our wrists. So. You know, I'm a hummer. We haven't talked about this, we but haven't. I hummed a lot with my homeschool. So I love that you're doing this. So does it matter which wrist we're humming into? No? Okay.
So as you feel your wrist and move your hands through space, notice any qualitative shifts in the body-mind and experience any differences in the wrist that you hummed in versus the wrist that did not receive the humming. Yes. What do you feel? Oh, just a, it almost feels like there's an activation of life force, of energy in the wrist that I hummed into. So for me, I would describe the difference between aliveness versus stagnant energy. So energy alive and moving throughout the wrist. And when I was humming into the wrist, if I was applying too much force, the sound would bounce back and mute. Mm, okay. So what we're learning about is becoming sensitive. Subtleness. (laughs) And to be able to feel Uh what the wrist is available for. Okay. So that that we were resonating into the carpals. Beautiful. And the space between. And that's and then we were also found each other in that. In the hum. Mm -hmm. We also synced up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as an observation. So in the wrist, there's also a disc, the TFCC disc. So as I'm moving here, I chose to hum in the disc where I actually, into the wrist where I actually broke my arm in the disc. And I actually feel the activation of the disc. So... This particular joint is interesting to me because of the injury. That that said, there's also a disc in the TMJ. Okay, let's go to that one. So yes, back <laughs> to the face. Yes. And that disc um, ideally moves forward and down as we open the mouth to accommodate the locomoting of the mandible forward and down and the change in the relationship of the temporal bone and the mandible in that articulation. Okay. So many times with the TMJ, there will be some kind of discrepancy in the point of origin of the initiation, and we're inviting an initiation from the disc itself. So if I were to move my wrist and initiate from the disc, it's kind of like a hula, Mm -hmm. you know, fluid movement. And if I initiate from the disc in the jaw, I feel more ease. Uh We can also feel the way in which the muscles are looking to take over the motor action. So this is a lot of what we're doing in the movement practices are diagnostic in nature. Okay. Beautiful. So there's plenty more. <laughs> yes. Okay. So really the warrior, like, you know, when you tell me warrior's facial, like, oh, warrior's, warrior's facial, I think immediately I'm imagining that you're going to be like, okay, like rub your cheeks this way, <laughs> you know, like rub, you know, like, but it's, this is actually a very holistic, very deep, um, you know, inner journey. Yeah. There's a transmission that's available with each facial so the feedback that we're getting oh every warrior's facial class is different that said there is a tangible practice included so there is a container um, that we can take home and discover for ourselves and allow these transmissions to open up for ourselves Mm -hmm. just as a vinyasa flow would allow one to do about 
different concepts. It's so of amazing. I, I can't wait to attend your workshop. And really, I'm really also just excited about you sharing this and teaching this workshop as a part of the beloved retreat. Um, and it's bringing to mind to me or the awareness of, of the power of subtle mantra or subtle vibration. And it's kind of in the same way. And this is what I mean, why I just feel like what you're bringing forth is such a gift. And um, you embody this really, really beautifully. And um, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to collaborate with you and wanted to support you. You have so much to share and to activate into remembrance in so many of us and the power of these subtle energies. You know, I may, I make, I kid sometimes like at your workshop where you're like the mind of the room just changed. And I'm like, yeah, nobody else felt that. Mm -hmm. But, um, it's, it is developing this sensitivity or this awareness of the subtle energies because we are dealing with both, you know, and, and really living a full embodied life and a fully triumphant life is being in touch with these other energies and, and they're powerful. I wanted to ask you to share a little bit about your teacher um, and this woman that you learned so much about subtle breath from. Um, so will you share a little bit about her story and, and your background with her and, and also with Ayurveda, how it all ties into who you are now and what you're sharing? I'd love to speak of these people. I um, also am as I'm hearing you speak, wanting to say about the ground space and this developing groundedness within the subtlety so that <clears throat> the ground is the space from which the information arises so that we aren't necessarily becoming vata with, with accumulated space or unprocessed prana, that this element of integration is key. Mm -hmm. Yes. so that we can abide in spacious ground. Mm -hmm. So there's something about being here. Being right here, like in these instruments, fully present, connected to the breath. So what you're saying is that, I mean, there is the opportunity to just go completely subtle with no grounding and be completely, you know, in another, you know, you know, you could call it an imbalance, not a full integration. So it's like we are both as above, so below the groundedness and the subtlety working perfectly harmonious together. The experience for much of us on planet earth though, has been a complete non-awareness of anything subtle mm -hmm. and just, you know, a bombardment of, I wouldn't even call it groundedness, but just a lot of external stimuli that domestic energy, right. That becomes like a big garbage dump basically. So, um, so anyway, so that's received. So you're, you're just talking to the need for the grounded space to be fully present to then experience these subtle energies and experiences. The balance between gravity and space in the body and really acknowledging our choice of being incarnate. Mm -hmm. We're here now. We're here. What, are, what is our intention with this opportunity? Right. Mm. This moments that we have this presence that we have in the in the body beautiful and what information is available there mm -hmm. mm, bonnie is a an elder and she reminds me these days of mrs claus <laughs> it's such a blessing that she's real in terms of um incarnate and 
she will teach in ways like singing songs, telling stories, playing. And her real talent is playing with children and through play healing various pathologies that um, no one else could really speak with. Mm-hmm. So there's so much to say about that. Um, she's, you can find her on YouTube actually, and she can speak for herself, her story. There's interviews, um, that between her and Emily Conrad, um, can you say her name again and just spell her last name? Bonnie Bainbridge Cohen, B-A-I-N-B-R-I-D-G-E-C-O-H-E-N. Okay. Thank you. And the school for body, mind, com. Okay, great. Um, So she's had quite an interesting story that we could definitely drop into. She was raised in a circus. The circus. (laughs) Um, I I and I add she was dropped on her. I think she said a story about being dropped on her head as a small child within the context of being in a circus somehow. And I always wondered if that had given the special powers, you know, the, the left and right brain <laughs> being wired drop. in a different way. She's a pioneer of consciousness, certainly embodiment, healing, communication. Um, she speaks to many different kinds of scientists, uh, mm, platforms, and makes connections for those platforms that the leading scientists in those, in those ways uh, regard. And... She had polio as a baby and has collapsed from post-polio many times as an adult and healed herself. So I um, feel the ways and have witnessed many of the ways that she's gone really far out for us to be able to be in this, in this work. Mm. Um, highly recommend her book, Sensing feeling and action and the latest edition includes her uh, expeditions into embryology Um, and even before she was interested in embryology she um, named the embryonic breathing and the cellular breathing and very transformative and support deeply supportive and regenerated regenerative practices um that we can do with ourselves and with others. So she has a practitioner's program and many teachers around the world. Um, The Body Mind Centering Association is a great resource to find a practitioner in your area. Beautiful. Yeah, I find that so... um, Because I went to a workshop at your your place, which was you were teaching the embryonic breath. And I was just uh, touched by a being being um, challenged or presented in a circumstance in the body that would be as severe as polio. And the fact that she, it led her on this exploration to find the embryonic breath. And the way that you were explaining to me is that this breath pattern actually um, activates regeneration that happens in embryo. Is that, is that correct? When you participate in this breath pattern, you're accessing that um the embody the embryo the embodiment 
the embodied developmental anatomy takes us there. And as an adult, and breathing in this way can activate the bone marrow. A bone marrow. Which is very, very supportive for mm. nervous system disorders and, and to mm. regenerate if, you, if you'd like to become, you know, really functional in terms of physiology. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And tell me a little bit about how you uh, came to work so closely with Dr. Vasant Laud and... And it's, it's funny for me, and it's amazing for me that I found you, because I have another super dear friend, Jennifer Ayers, who uh, worked, with, worked with Dr. Lads for, for maybe over 15 years, and she's one of his main educators in India. And Jennifer comes on retreat with us, with Rich and I, when we do our plant power retreats. And she's been just uh, you know transformational for so many of the guests who have done private sessions with her. And she does a pulse read and a kind of a whole intuitive thing. She's also extremely clairvoyant and just she's very, very adept. And so I really treasure that she has that relationship. I've never met Dr. Ladd myself, but um, I've, I've had this sort of one degree of separation from him. And now I met you mm-hmm. and you have this whole lineage with him. So just share a little bit about that with us. I came to the Ayurvedic Institute having lived in Albuquerque born and raised in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, and through a conversation about my, at the time, adult onset acne. And I was in, involved with the teacher training program for Vedic studies and yoga at the time and writing a paper on the yamas and niyamas. This was in the 90s. And I was it what now is a Whole Foods. At the time, it was a Wild Oats uh, store that was across the street from the Institute and um, became involved in a conversation with one of the students. It was their last class, and she invited me as her guest to the class, and Dr. Ladd was giving a lecture on the Yamas and Niyamas, and it was perfect. because I was writing about them. And at the time, it was when there wasn't a lot of access to yoga teacher training, and I had to fly out of the state in order to interface in that way. Uh, so I was like, wow, this is right down the street from my parents' house. And that is kind of karmically perfect. And the funny part about that is that was the same lecture that he started with the next Ayurvedic Studies program cycle that I was that I signed up for. So it was it was like the beginning lecture he saved for the end somehow and then <laughs> reiterated that as I moved forth into the immersion. Um, speaking recently about Dr. Ladd and the ways that I've learned from him that only have integrated in the last five years having to do with um, the great opportunity of being able to sit in his presence before he moved half of his um, program to Pune, India. And he was just all in Albuquerque, so it was a solid time. Um, And he was teaching himself a lot more at that time to the, the program. And as a young adult, being able to be immersed in that way of teaching, so he's channeling and giving transmission and... Um, and I feel that I'm informed by that, um, as I teach more myself. Mm, 
That's beautiful. It is. It's a. It's miraculous. I mean, I I refer everybody to to him to his institute. You know, I I can only share from my experience. You know, it's been interesting because there's been you know uh, sometimes you know a surgeon will email me and and you know tell me that I'm being irresponsible because I share my experience of healing myself with Ayurveda, mm-hmm. and you know a very sweet person who really is concerned and really feels like I'm hurting the population because I'm sharing this experience, um, but I can only share my experience. That's the only way that I can be alive in the world, you know. And and as I always say every being's journey to realization or to whatever this life means for them is going to be unique to them alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I cannot deny the, immen- the immense transformation that has been provided me or catalyzed by or, or, or remembered by my body that has to do with Ayurveda, that has to do with yogic practices. You know, I always say they're shelter from the storm. And to have you now embodied in your beautiful radiance and your awareness of these type of subtle frequencies. And, you know, you really, it's really your own unique thing. So it's like to go to Sadie Adams for a facial is, you know, is, is so much more than, than that, you know, and I just think it's beautiful and I, and it, and it's not lost on me. You know, I recognize you in that and I recognize our connection through this experience. And so it's one of the reasons why I, I, I want to spend more time with you. I want to learn more from you. I want to exchange experiences. And um, anyway, I think it's a quite beautiful friendship. I think our energies um, integrate really well, and we both really hold different things, um, which are, you know, complementary and, and really amazing. And I, I really, you know, I'm inspired about what you're teaching in regards to beauty and um you know, we've mentioned Cat Beauty and, you know, they're definitely have an amazing space in New York and also in L.A. now in, you know, I think West Hollywood and Fred Siegel. And I become friendly with Carolyn and John and, um, you know, they are really carrying sort of next level products that are on the shelf. Uh, and what you bring with Take Care Body Mind is is this whole, it's a whole lineage, a whole teaching, a whole body of of really energetic information or I want to say sacred information that has to do with activating a beauty from inside of ourselves. And, you know, uh, I care very much about the way that I look, you know, I care about my skin. I care about the way that my body is experiencing its environment. And I want to disconnect from those isms that are in the world of what it means to be a certain age or what it means to get old. And I want to not be forced into desperate acts of, um, Mm -hmm. you know, unhealthy practices or shooting, you know, things in my face or taking, you know, having weird surgeries or whatever it is. I'm not without compassion for those people that go through that because this world is so brutal about the aging process. You know, we're not we're not taught how to do it, but I feel with your, this work, your facial style and, and what you've shared even today in this conversation, you're bringing a technology of rejuvenation that is literally activating the body into remembrance at its ultimate level. And so whatever that is, you know, I recently, um, my friend 
Tamara, who's a an amazing oracle and multidimensional being, you know, she she said like four times last week, like the actual normal age range of a human was two hundred years old. You know, that mm-hmm. was what these bodies were built to mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. So it's just a, it's a magnificent thing. I think you represent what you know beauty two point is, or maybe beauty you know uh, multi dimensional point mm-hmm. is. And I think that it's beautiful um, that you're holding the space for us to remember this kind of inner beauty through some of these practices and, and techniques. And so I urge everyone who can to get a session with Sadie to, um, you know, experience this technology. It, it definitely is something that is meaningful in my life and I'm continuing my exploration and my learning and my expansion from it. Um, and then also for those of you that are not in New York or not in LA, um, this warrior facial program, um, I'm super excited about this opportunity for us to use this level of teaching for yes, beauty. And it's so much more than that. It's, it's sort of like whole body beauty, you know? Mm. So, so anyway, so thank you. And, Let's just also, you know, because you're only one person, but you've, you've cultivated a a pretty amazing team. And I just want to mention, uh, the two amazing beings that you work with, Julie and Alejandro and also Tess and Sarah Clark and Sarah. So tell me a little bit about your team and oh yes. And Aaron. (laughs) So tell us about your team and in what cities and, you know, what's available if they can't go, if they can't schedule a private with Sadie what is available and, and, and what has been the journey? Like, who is your team? Thank you. Well, and as, as I'm hearing you speak and wanting so much to respond to my exposure in your presence and sitting in your aura and how that's informed me in terms of our friendship and also as a model for beauty and empowerment the, um, the, to include you in that <laughs> team would be such a, an honor. Um, so in my bio, it definitely set, set, speaks to that. I am informed by my community of practitioners and clients so that it's a, it's a contemporary experience. I like to choose people that I can learn from people that are already empowered and choosing empowerment and looking to cultivate uh, and different aspects of this platform for people to have more and more choices around self-care in terms of beauty. So each one healers in their own way and and of course, my sister, who's um, my goddaughter, <laughs> actually, and um, and helps me behind the scenes in more ways than I really fully understand. Um, each one has such a gift of presence that um, we can highlight at any any time. Their their various skills and magic and medicine that they carry. So their bios are on my website, mm-hmm. on our website. And in we're in contact with, with each other and constantly learning from each other. So 
Okay, beautiful. And you're just your. I'm really bad at doing show notes, so just say your website. It's Take Care Body Mind. Is that it? Dot com. The Instagram is Take Care Dot Body Mind, and the website is Take Care Body. Okay, take care of body. And that will find the, the New York and Los Angeles. Yeah, and I'll list it. I'll list it on the Instagram as well. Well, you just brought up um, a couple a couple more things before you go that I want to touch on. I want to talk about uh, women's empowerment. First of all, we were taught. Of course, we're in this moment, this transformational moment of Me Too and and you know the feminine energy standing up. And and a lot of my beloved retreat also was about us really identifying. Um, how we are not able to advocate for ourselves, how we literally go throughout our entire day not advocating or compromising or doing something that doesn't feel right to us. Uh, my example at the retreat was that I was taking an Uber to to the retreat and everyone in Miami plays their music at like 11 and it's all disco music and it's just the, this thumping throng like from the second that I arrived there. And I was in the the Uber or the Lyft, and, and I asked the man, I said, hey, you know, do you think you could turn the music down? And he just didn't respond to me. And so rather than ask him again or check in, I just retreated and just withstood the thumping, you know, whatever that was. And, and even I giggled at myself. Like even in that situation, I didn't want to upset him. Right. You know, I didn't want to ruffle his feathers. And... Uh, we had a beautiful cup of puer tea. Actually, I had the last stash from Tea Master Wuda, who had given me a little um, a little stash of the of the really good stuff. And we just shared a bowl of tea together. And you were sharing this experience about empowerment, and I wanted to know if you would share uh, that one experience uh, for uh, for us. Reflecting on a tea ceremony, also the the potency of the silence. Mm. And that it was the silence that that allowed me to really see what was what was there, <laughs> right? Because we can tend to like even as you're speaking, it's like I'm going in various different directions with our conversations. Uh-huh. Like this the strings of pathways of possibilities of our conversation. Um, well, empowerment, meeting the tone. The male ego, the feminine ego, the patriarchy and the feminine patriarchy. So we each have ways with our safety strategies. (laughs) So sometimes being conflict averse, um, just to know that at any time we have the calm presence in ourselves and we can listen to the space that holds the sound mm-hmm. and that we can speak from our bones when we're making boundaries and we can allow each other their own process, mm-hmm. our own processes mm-hmm. um, and how we choose to work with any of those things in any given interaction is really the co-creation so everything is 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 a possibility everything is a ritual everything is a ceremony Mm -hmm. this life Mm -hmm. and we can choose to see the liquor store as medicine buddha land or you know it's like really how we're perceiving and what we're choosing um and what we're intending for ourselves so if if one's intention is to be more 
to use the limb of the voice and be more articulate in, in creating boundaries that we can meet that tone with our voice so that we can be heard and then in the field in a different way or we can choose to tune into the space and the quiet that's also there mm. <laughs> so can whichever choose. whichever way mm -hmm. just that that we are not giving up mm -hmm. our peace mm -hmm. mm. interesting and that we can continue to advocate and come mm -hmm. from our comfort even if we are incarcerated mm -hmm. or, you know, in a taxi with loud music right. or within a relationship that's abusive. Mm -hmm. So there's medicine in all of these pieces if we choose to work of with course. it from this It's way. the perspective, right? Mm -hmm. It's the, and the choice. Mm -hmm. yes. Perception. Yeah. yeah. So do you want to share your hilarious story about your break, breaking and entering person that you, you, that you employed all of these techniques? <laughs> On another note. On another note. Um, we decided to save a story uh, that came, came forward after the tea ceremony about the time that my sister and I moved off of St. Mark's Place, having, having an apartment there for 17 years in New York City. <laughs> and um, the week that I decided to move, so there's various reasons why we were, we were going to, to take over a storefront on Fifth Avenue. So we were in the, um, the inner 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 zone of a professional building living in it so and like a live work it was a illegal space an illegal live work space okay and we were doing so in order to be able to take over the storefront so new york's new york stories of course <laughs> and um and the Third day that I was actually living there, so t my sister Tess had moved in beforehand, and it was a, a 2,000 square foot loft space that was like a Bing John Malkovich <laughs> floor. It was like a floor between a floor that didn't really it was exist. A half floor. Nobody knew about it, you know. <laughs> right. And um, we had painted it the same colors of the original Take Care Body Mind Regeneration Center in the East Village with the anticipation of opening it up as an event space and as um, the back space of the storefront. So we just had the place painted this beautiful colors, hues of pink and, um, and also had a new roommate in the house and my cat and the um, bathrooms were very, very big and the place was very, the floor, the, the setup of the place was a little confusing, you could say. Um, lots of space. So I was in one of these bathrooms, naked, shower on, with a mask, a mud mask on my face and a shower cap, and I hear a crash. And someone came in through the window and was running through the apartment and like put it, like had like soot on his hands and was like making the 
the wall is dirty and <laughs> I was like and I just walked out of the apartment he was just like freaked out because I didn't think he was expecting to have a residential experience at that especially time especially a naked woman with a mud mask on very her face. residential and I um he was just like okay so how do you get out you know <laughs> he just wanted out and I was just like oh no I'm sick and tired of men not being accountable for their actions. And he had just come through the window on my the altar that I had just, I just unpacked all the gods and goddesses. <laughs> and the window that he came in was like, he just like literally stepped on them all. And so I was just like, you were like, that's it. There's a lot of, and here I am like dressed like Kali naked, you know. And, um, so I was just kind of like processing all of the symbols of what was going on, having moved from, from the village and not incurring any B and E's until we moved to fifth Avenue. You know, So then I was just like, okay, this is interesting contrast going on. And so he was trying to get out and I just put him under citizen's arrest. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and I was like, sit down on the sofa and give me your wallet. And he put his, he was just also looking to process what was going on and he put his feet up on the coffee table and I was just like oh no (laughs) get your feet off the coffee table and then I called my sister (laughs) because I couldn't call the cops because I didn't have an address (laughs) and you know it's like the reason why he couldn't figure out how to get out because also most people couldn't figure out how to get in and so I, um, so he, I called my sister, who's very street, and um, has the intelligence of the street. And she was just like, "Can I call you back?" <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, I don't really have anyone else on speed dial that's going to know what to do with this situation." So I was like, "Okay," and then he could see that in my energy, and he just was like, well, "Now what are you going to do?" <laughs> and I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> but I, my, the roommate that we had was this, this 21-year-old banker from Credit Suisse. And I was like, go and take the cat in the room. Because the, the, he like broke the window. And there's like, you know. Right. It was very chaotic. And so I was just standing there, just holding this moment with my hands on my hips. And um, he got up and grabbed his wallet and started trying to find the door again. And so I had... Speaking of all of these um, living for a very long time um, and the immortal practices, I have had some exposure to Kung Fu from a a Taoist master, um, the drunken style Kung Fu. So not really knowing how well that integrated, I Kung Fu'd him and... um, (laughs) And and it was almost like he started to go out the window that he came in, and now I'm thinking, oh, now the mother bear started to become protective of him. Like, now I didn't want him to get hurt, you know, the whole thing. So I really... You're like, wait, you're another me. Well in beyond beyond my capacities at this point. And um, I just knew that I had to kung fu him all the way down onto the floor so that the image of Kali remains with my (laughs) foot on his chest and the whole... The whole thing, and he said, "You're ugly and you're a bitch." <laughs> and I was like, "You have no idea," you know, just kind of playing into this. And as soon as that was going on, um, more people started to come through the window. Like he was already being chased. It was what was going on. So 
Then we had the security people coming through the window who didn't know about the apartment either. <laughs> and so they thought that maybe they were like wondering, is it this woman in a shower cap that broke the window or she lives here? You know, everyone's trying to figure out what's going on. Um, so I, they asked, you know, so we had to, there was a police statement and everything. And I just had the roommate tell the, talk to the police because I was in goddess mode somewhere in the back trying to take my, the mud mask Kali, off my face. Kali does not, doesn't do interviews. <laughs> not with the police. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a beautiful story. Okay, thank you. It's very comedic <laughs> and awesome. Thanks for sharing. You're welcome. It's really awesome. Well, you know, listen, I said it before. I love men. We love our men. Men are amazing. And you know, there's a sort of a re-emergence, you know, it's okay. And if I have an intention, I'm, I'm really, I would really like to have the intention to, to be able to say no, to be able to have a boundary and be completely in love, mm-hmm. but just be like, no, that's not happening. So, um, but I also have an intention to love all the parts of what it means to be a woman or a female energy. So being a female energy is all these colors. It's not just the passive peacemaker. Mm -hmm. Let me make you feel okay. You know, let me not call you out when you're inappropriate so you don't feel bad. Right. Right. And so I love that story because you were, you know, you were just in your goddess. I didn't have a plan. You didn't have a plan. You (laughs) were spontaneously (laughs) responding, which was, it's really cool. So anyway, let us all uh, continue to rise up and, and love more and, and, and really love our men, but and really um, say no when it's appropriate, and hold that boundary, and take the responsibility, and be the courageous collies or mama lions or protectors or whatever it is that we have the capacity for. And uh, what many of you don't know is that Sadie is a musician, which I have discovered after becoming closer <laughs> friend with her. So. Can you tell us the band, the band that you were in, like, is there stuff online? Like, oh, am wow. I going to be able to get a track from you that I can include with this episode? Um, I was teasing you and asking you if you would actually sing something live, which I won't make you do today, but we could do that and then attach it to one of the things that I loved about seeing you, seeing you sing in your living room uh, a couple months ago is that you completely become another person mm-hmm. when you sing. It's not even it's not Sadie that I just talked to today. It's a completely alter ego. And I and I kind of share that with you a little bit when people hear my voice, they often are like that's your voice mm-hmm. because my speaking voice I think is more intense and my singing voice is more soft and you have the inverse. Your speaking voice is soft and your singing voice is more intense. Mm-hmm. So, um Tell me about your band that you played in and your relationship to music now. Thank you. I um, was able to understand some of the turmoil inside of my body as a youth by listening to punk rock music. And I really like punk rock music, although I don't choose to listen to much music at all, actually, these days, um, or play very often. (laughs) (laughs) That was um, a special performance. Yeah, I am a songwriter. I'm a, 
a wordsmith poet and I like to arrange things. I like to edit and arrange songs and I've helped people with their songwriting. Um, I like to listen and tease things down and, and feel. And I like when there's an edge and a contrast. So um, many of the songs are looking to express some of the subconscious and help to integrate some of the unprocessed thoughts, feelings, emotions, anger, hatred, and karma um, that my personality may not be ready to interface with regularly. Um, the band that I was in, a couple of different bands, and as a teenager, the one that you may be able to find something on MySpace, um, I think it's still alive on there, The Young Astronauts. We have a few. We're all self-taught musicians, and we were really in the basement of my parents' home crafting these songs to the extent of like, well, if you put your finger there and then I put my finger on this part of my instrument, how does that sound? <laughs> and like, you know, just really very simple pop, um, punk kind of music, do it yourself. Um, and then I took my bass with me when I moved away from New Mexico and wrote some songs on the bass and, and there, there was limited in terms of, of what, what was possible, so self-taught uh, on the guitar, and every time I learned a new note, I would write a new song, because it really just would open up so much. <laughs> right. So um, I'd love to get into to playing and writing songs again. Great. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that, and if we, I think we can, I'm going to try to encourage you to allow us to record an unplugged Sadie original okay. that we can share with the podcast <laughs> it would be great and i hope we get to sing together too sometime yes, soon like that so anyway sadie it's just it's beautiful to have you thank you for coming on and um i know it'll be the first of many but anyway thanks so much and we'll um we'll list your your website in the in the episode um page and and all that stuff and um, okay, guys, so I guess that's it for this week. I just need to make a couple announcements. Uh, the big one is that I have a book coming out. I have a book dropping on the 24th of April, and it seems it kind of seems quick because I just had a book that came out in June, but um, this Jesus nuts. But I actually was working on these projects simultaneously. And so the Plant Power Way Italia is the follow-up to the Plant Power Way. It's over 125 recipes of the most delicious Italian food that is all plant-based. There's no animals and there's no dairy products. It's completely plant-based. I am absolutely delighted at what I was able to achieve in these recipes. They are completely delicious. Um, and the use of cheese, um, the technology that I developed with this cheese is nuts, was just able to parlay into this book seamlessly. These are new cheese recipes. They aren't uh, the same as in the plant, as in this cheese is nuts, except for a few that I requested permission to include. So it's a whole new realm, super tasty. My favorite food on planet Earth, Italian food. How mm. I mean, who doesn't like Italian food? So if you are, are interested, it is available for pre-order. You can go to my site, shrimati.com, and click through. Um, you can also find it on Amazon. Pre-orders are super, super helpful to me as an artist, as somebody who's sharing 
Um, it helps me tremendously if you pre-order it because it helps the stability of the book, the life of the book, and also my message as a whole. So Rich and I would greatly appreciate it if you're inclined and if you are um, excited about it, if you could pre-order, we greatly appreciate that. Um, we are going to be making some announcements next week. Uh, don't worry if you pre-order before the announcement, you can still get in on the um, giveaway that we're going to be giving, but I can't reveal it yet. Um, so I guess that's about it. Those are the the big projects and um, so grateful to be able to interface with you guys via this medium. It makes me feel so blessed. Um, so anyway, thank you for your messages. Thanks for all of your donations and your support. I greatly appreciate you. Um, subscribe to my newsletter if you haven't. If you haven't um, and you've been listening to the podcast and you feel inclined, leave me a review on iTunes. That would be super awesome. Um, so anyway, until next time, I'm sending you and your family so much love, so much grace, and may we all be surrounded and protected and sheltered from the storm by the amazing practices and uh, traditional sacred information of the Vedas, of yoga, of Ayurveda. Oh, what a blessing. So Sadie, uh, thanks, my love. And uh, I'll see you guys next week. Namaste. Keep